Tired of ads crashing your comedy podcast party? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts, included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash comedy ad free. That's amazon.com slash comedy ad free. And catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Wait, we told him we weren't going to do the yo-yo-yo. Yo-yo-yo. No. Yo-yo, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. And welcome back to Creeps and Crimes Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Morgan. And this is episode 20. What the, the hell? We don't even know. We're keeping it in. No, I said the F word in the first 23 when? seconds. When? I said, what the? I didn't even hear it. Let's listen. <laughs> okay. okay we're back now all right we're back so taylor went through puberty her <laughs> voice cracked i cursed and we we she cursed but we don't curse in the first five minutes yeah we let you it's like, a rule it's a rule <laughs> we do curse but not in the first five not minutes. in the first five so we did a little <laughs> rewind so welcome back to episode 20 because that was just a that was insane. Trip. That was a trip. That wasn't real. Uh, anyway, that was a fever dream. <laughs> Am I dreaming? <laughs> Anyways, um, so what does everybody know about turning 20? It sucks. It and sucks. If, if it doesn't suck for you, then screw you. You're a liar. <laughs> you're like, a liar. It's like you're in your 20s, but you don't get the fun that comes with being in your 20s. Right. It's just like, oh my God, another year till I can go to the bar. Unless you're outside of the US and we're just really jealous of you, which is actually a pretty good chunk of our listeners now. Yeah, true. Who would have thought? We're going worldwide. International, baby. International love. <laughs> okay, we are fired. <laughs> and I bet they're wishing we would cut that out, <laughs> that part out too. Yeah, that's not happening. Anyways, so if anybody knows anything thing about turning 20 it just sucks because it's like you're you're in your 20s but you don't get the fun that actually is your 20s because you can't drink at the bar with all of your friends that right. are 21 right <laughs> it's so it's weird just painful yeah so you gotta have a house party i mean fake ids fake are IDs, thing, but, but stressful we, we didn't have fake ids oh no we no no, <laughs> no. not us couldn't be us we don't break laws we're angels i mean what? we don't break laws we abide by them yeah and we just talk about how they're all messed up. Yeah. No fake IDs here. None. 20 sucked. <laughs> 20 was the worst. Anyways, so in true fashion of the way we do all of our episodes, we're going to honor what it's like in real life to be 20. And this episode 20 is going to suck. It's going to suck, guys. I, we have had... We suck. A horrible day, okay? Just imagine your apartment flooding. That's that's where I'm at right now, and that's not sarcasm. My apartment flooded, so here I am trying to record an episode. So 
bear with us. Her apartment but, might be flooding currently. As yeah, it's probably Niagara Falls in there again. And Aaron has no idea because he's, he's playing, playing with Logan games right with now. Logan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't hear shit with those mics. Oh, sorry, is it past? Oh. It's We're three right. minutes at this point. I said, I, shit. Yeah, that's not as bad as big deal. It's not as bad as <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, but uh, I've had a crappy day, but not as crappy as Morgan's. Mine's just, mine's just like uh, the repercussions of the things that have been going on with what we've been talking about and what's been going on in my personal life that I'm not going to put out on a podcast just yet. One day, <laughs> I'll put it out eventually. One day, one day, <laughs> and. Really? just a lot of craziness all about a whole email i just it's all about just, just get into an email just just give her her email guys like this is just beyond ridiculous. i just need to get into my linkedin please just let me have my email back <laughs> so anyways anyway. craziness um so we've had such an eventful day that these stories are going to be a little shorter but have no fear Because it's episode 20. It's going to be kind of like an episode 20 celebration, part one, Valentine's Day. And then next week will be the real celebration. We're going to get hammered like everybody does on their 21st birthday. Yep. And celebrate love. (laughs) And celebrate love. But I think, I was telling you this earlier, love is a freaky thing. Love is a freaky thing. Love drives people crazy. And our I swear our podcast is basically... Designed around love. Hi, I, I know you guys thought you were listening to a true crime paranormal conspiracy podcast, but actually, actually, this is a self help um, podcast about love. I just feel like love is really so dark. <laughs> truly, it truly is because a lot of these murders are it's husbands jealous of wives, wives mm-hmm. jealous of husbands. Serial, I have a mistress. I got this kid. I got a serial kill killers that had all, that didn't receive love while growing up, right. and they have a vengeance to prove, and right. then. Paranormal, I just feel like, you know, love is like the driving force that forces their like souls to come back whoa, and haunt people. Whoa. Ooh. That was so deep. That was deep. It came from wow. like my soul. It was crazy. I saw her arms moving. Everywhere. I was like swimming through a, a sea of love. Speaking with her body. <laughs> so anyway, happy Valentine's Day, you crazy little lovers. You crazy little lovebirds. You crazy little cute. Kinky little people. <laughs> Sexy <Okay>. time. <laughs> I actually really love Valentine's Day. I used to hate it. Well, I did too because I went five year, four years not ever having a Valentine's Day. I would spend it with you guys. I would go to dinner with you and Logan because <laughs> my boyfriend's in Pennsylvania and I'm here in Knoxville and I just never got a Valentine's Day. So last year, remember? Yeah, I remember. I have, I have the Logan pictures. took us to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Yep. It was so much fun. Nikki came. Yeah, Nikki came. That was so fun. I love that Aww, day. Where's Logan taking me this? Here. <laughs> you Logan. ditch Aaron for Logan. Logan, where are we going? <laughs> Me and him were like, what are we gonna do? Like, this is the first one married. And like, what are we gonna do? And he was like, I mean, where do you want to go eat? And I was like, I really want to go eat like the Oliver. Like, I would really like to eat there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, booked, 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 booked. Oh no. We literally forgot about Valentine's well, Day. Well, it's on Sunday too, which makes it's it harder weird. because yeah. it is on Sunday, right? Yeah, it is on a Sunday. Yeah, because people are just everyone's off work like a lot of people they just right. do at home i was like why don't we just cook you know like i don't i don't know it's weird in the panty in the the panty in the panty no the not in the weird in the panties like weird in the pandemic the panty oh the panty the pandolinium i know tiktok reference here 
Okay, That's everybody. Funny. Are you here now? Yeah, I'm here now. Okay, everybody, let's get centered back into what we were talking about. Not the panties. Yeah, it is the weird panty. with the pandemic. Yeah, we don't we don't leave the house. Yeah. We follow rules. So I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Anyways. Wait, wait, wait. I told Aaron that I I want to talk about mine. Okay, talk about it. I told Aaron that I'm going to get an ice cream cake from Dairy Queen, and we're just going to eat that. I'm sorry. What the hell? I wasn't expecting that. Why Why an ice cream <laughs> cake from Dairy Queen specifically? Because I have a Dairy Queen by my house at home, and we would go to it and get ice cream, like, every night. Oh, yeah. So I love Dairy Queen. I love he Dairy Queen too. ice cream at night. So it was awesome. <laughs> It's my okay. favorite at night. <laughs> so that's what I want to do. I mean, yeah, you guys should totally do that. Anyway. I have no idea what we're going to do. Anyway, should we tell them about the escape room we did? Okay, well, first. Okay, first. We have to tell them to first. subscribe to us because yeah, so we did do it. Yeah, you guys know the drill. Okay, here's the drill. It's our 20th episode, so please do us a little favor and just double check. If you're not already, just make sure that you're subscribed. Oh, and by the way. You can find us on Alexa now. Yeah. How cute is that? Alexa, play Creeps and Crimes podcast. Playing Creeps and Crimes podcast. Most recent episode, episode 19, 20 and back program and mixtape family murders. Yo, yo, yo. And welcome back. <laughs> we just pulled that. That was Taylor. You guys thought it was Alexa, but it was Taylor. It was me. It was, was crazy. It was insane. Our energy is like way high right now. Like we should probably like. It's eight minutes in. They've already turned it off. Okay. <laughs> they're so like, they're gone. Actually, I it's hate just them. me and you now. Okay, but we have to tell them about the escape room. Though, okay, so we did this escape room. <laughs> it's awesome. This is my and story. Guys, they, okay, first off, they had an MK Ultra theme escape room. Dope. But it was too advanced for us, I guess. Yeah, it was our first time doing an escape room. So we did the what? The, um, the Joker and Harley Quinn. Joker and Harley Quinn escape room. And we found the bomb. It was With what, 15 minutes left? 10 minutes and 52 seconds left. Oh, so she knows. Taylor um, <laughs> Taylor <laughs> was, was on this shit, guys. <laughs> the boys are like, the one of the boys would be like, found a key. Give me it. Runs over. <laughs> Got it. Hands the next clue. Because well, I had already looked at all the keys. <laughs> she like, knew them. I she knew memorized the them. I figured it all out. It was a lot of fun. I recommended. What was that called? Escape Room Knoxville? Yeah, I think. Escape Room I don't Knoxville. know. It was downtown. On it was Gay on Street, State Street. Or off Gay Street. Yeah, like State and Main. It, it's in that little building when you're going on to Neelan. Oh, and we walked in the lobby, and you guys are not going to believe what was hanging in like the waiting room. Oh, yeah, tell them. I was like, Taylor, you got to come here. She's like, what? And on the wall, there's pictures of freaking BEKs. Bomb. BEKs on the wall. And I'm like, ugh, we don't escape it. It's Literally, the last episode, The Conjuring, they had the pictures. And then we go to the escape room this week, and there they are again. It's so weird. All right. Should we start this episode? Well, tell them what you're drinking first. Oh, oh, Taylor surprised me since my day was so shitty with the Kim Crawford Rosé. 2019 Ooh. New Zealand. New Zealand. So the Kiwis. I am drinking very foreign wine. Oh my I god. Very, I wish y'all could have seen that lip that just went up. I feel very sophisticated. What are you drinking? Okay, so I I've been saving this nice. one. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. So I've been saving this one. I found it um like a month ago. And it's a 19 Crime Special Edition, The Warden, which is just like a red blend. And it's 14.5% alcohol, and it was made in 2018. So it's been sitting here. 
And wow. I, and it's from Australia because it is, of course, 19 Crimes. And here I'm we just, are. Here Australia, we are. Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, we're Oceania or whatever it is. Yeah. All right, the down under. <laughs> you got a Kiwi and what are Australians called? Australians. I don't know. Yeah, they're, you're the Kiwis. Anyways, I have friends in both, and I love them both equally, so. Yeah, they're dope. Yeah, they are dope. Don't know them, but you're all. They really are dope. Y'all are dope. All my stories about them are dope. Like, they're cool people. Anyways, it's 11 minutes. We've got to get started. we got to get started. Anyways, we love you guys. And, oh, the whole purpose of me saying that I've just now started to like Valentine's isn't because I've have I have a Valentine with me, okay? Mm-hmm. It's because I just love all the donuts. Oh that, my like, god! <laughs> that Krispy Kreme and uh, Dunkin' oh. Donuts does. What? The, the, so me and Nikki, my best friend Nikki, became best friends because of Heart Donuts. <laughs> like everybody thinks we met in football. Yes, no. man. <laughs> <laughs> kidding nikki love you nikki's in a relationship with a male not that it's bad to be a lesbian taylor's married <laughs> and over here, bride. it was a bride it was a bridesmaids quote it was from the movie and from the movie the bridesmaids it's funny but i do everywhere we go i'm like i'm your boyfriend nikki everywhere we go i look like nikki's boyfriend because she always looks great and i just look like ass everywhere we go Shut up. but anyways I, me and Nikki became best friends because one day when we were working the front desk of admissions, which we did for years, um, we got heart shaped donuts. I ordered them because I was craving them so bad. I ordered them and I was like, dude, do you want a donut? She was like, donuts are my favorite thing on planet earth. And we ate an entire dozen together <laughs> sitting at the front desk. And we've been best friends ever since. We haven't left each other's side ever since then. Oh my goodness. So anyways, we're Sweet definitely going to get started. Story. Yeah, we're going to get started um, with this episode. Sorry that we've been talking for 12 minutes, but it was a lot of fun. So uh, give us our intro. Um, If you're driving, throw that shit in park and get to loving. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, if you're driving, throw that shit on cruise control. If you got a glass, pour that shit up. And let's get creepy in love <laughs> okay this is a valentine's let's get sexy. sexy let's get sensual so let me start the mood then all right let let's me go. set the mood set the mood for us so let's talk mobsters oh yes, yes mobsters let's do it let's flash back to the good old prohibition days in chicago illinois not the good old pro- pro- <laughs> oh the horrible <laughs> prohibition days sarcasm Anyway, the tension was freaking huge between the Irish North Side Gang and the Italian South Side Gang in Chicago. Huge rivals, all right? The infamous Al Capone was head honcho and leader of the Italian South Side, and George Moran, or Bugs, was leader of the Irish. Bugs, that's kind of cute. Like, I love that. Like, that's like like a little Valentine's Day nickname, don't you think? Bugs? Bugs. That's some mobster-ass shit right there. Okay, maybe. <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway, I'm going to tell you guys about the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Let's hear it. So, anyway, Taylor, we all... <laughs> I, I wanted to mention this before, but we all knew what side of the Chicago you'd be on, and that's the Irish <laughs> North Side. <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> anyway, so... The two gangs, they were just absolutely pissed at each other, constantly fighting over who gets control of the bootlegging trade day by day. More members of each side are being murdered. It was like a constant, like, ongoing battle between the two gangs. Right. 
On February 14th, 1929, the day of love. 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 The Northsiders, the Irish Northsiders, were lured into a warehouse near Lincoln Park with the promise of a stolen shipment of whiskey. This promise was made by Detroit's Purple Gang, who had ties with Al Capone and his Southside Gang. Um, Bugs's crew arrived at the warehouse around 10.30 a.m., except for Bugs himself. This was believed to be an orchestrated hit to take out the Northside leader, but Bugs was running late. You guys are like, what is going on? What's going on right now? I'm, I'm just, just trying like, to follow the story right now. <laughs> there's a lot, of, a lot of gangs. Um, so he, Bugs, approached the back of the warehouse from a side street with a man named Ted Newberry. There's going to be a lot of names, but they're really not that important except for Bugs and Al Capone. Um, when the two saw a police car headed towards the building, they ditched and they went to a nearby coffee shop. But along the way, they stopped a fellow member and they told him, like, yo, cops are there, like, pull back. Right. But there were still seven of Bugs's men still inside the warehouse waiting for the shipment. Damn. Damn, yeah. So I'm just going to read through these names. Um, y'all bear with me on the names because they're kind of hard to pronounce. <laughs> okay. His, Bugs's second in command and brother-in-law named Albert Kachalik. Um, the bookkeeper and business manager for the Irish Northsiders, Adam Hare. Uh, a cleaning and dyeing operations manager named Albert Weinshank. Two of the enforcers of the gang named Frank and Peter Gusenberg. I'm assuming they're brothers. Reinhardt Schwimmer. He was an associate to the gang and an occasional mechanic for bugs named John May. We're all in the warehouse. What the hell's a mechanic doing there? I don't know. He just wanted in on this one So shipment? I don't think these two men were like, oh, they were fixing a car. So maybe they had to like call the mechanic. Okay. Like, yeah, because they were fixing a car. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. So anyway, these seven men were in the warehouse um, and they were waiting for what they thought was a whiskey shipment when a Cadillac sedan pulls up and stops outside the big, like, garage door. You know how warehouses have those big garage doors. Um, four men get out, and two of them are dressed as police officers, and two of them are dressed in civilian clothes. Is this who the other members thought were police? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The or No. No, 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 no. That was the real police. They actually... Yeah, they were running late. They were running late, yeah. Um, The two police officers said with quotations, walked around, because they're fake, walked around the back of the building and found Bugs' guys working on one of the trucks, which is why I'm assuming the mechanic was there. there. Um, He ordered them to line up against the brick wall. He then signaled to the two dressed as civilians, and those two came out with submachine guns. No way. Um, the seven men were lined up against the wall and these two fired at all seven. They were going, this is horrifying to picture, but they were going like, think of it as a movie. They were going back and forth, left to right. And even when the seven men hit the ground, they still hadn't stopped shooting. Oh God. The four men then walked out with no issue. There were civilians around, like civilians saw the Cadillac pull in civilians, like, you know, like they had a a lot of witnesses, but not, not to the shooting. But the, they heard them. You have right. to hear a machine gun. I mean, gun. hell yeah, it's a machine so gun. So the four men walked out with no issue because it looked like they were being escorted out by police. So, that is so This illegal. is in 1929. So Okay, I forget. I forget. Yeah. I'm like, this is so illegal. Where the hell in 1929 did they get machine guns at? Uh, dude, 
mobsters. I have nothing. I have no um, knowledge of guns. Me neither. In the history of guns. So Me just ignore neither. that comment, everybody that's like ripping their hair out right now. <laughs> <laughs> when real police officers show up, they found John Mays' dog. Um, he was alive. His name is Highball. <laughs> okay, but he's alive. Right? He's alive. Okay, thank God. And they found Frank Gusenberg, who was one of the enforcers. He had been shot 14 times, but he was still conscious. No way. Yeah, he was still conscious. Mobster. Mobster. Straight mobster. <laughs> um, he eventually died three hours later. Damn. But the police were, you know, like, who did this to you? Like, what happened? Who did this to you? And the only thing that Frank responded back was, no one shot me. They're like, dude, you have 14 bullet wounds. Somebody shot you. But they cover up. Oh, wow. So police immediately suspected Al Capone and his gang were behind the hit. And at the time, Al Capone was in Florida. So they summoned him to come to Chicago and appear in court. He pled that he was in Florida and at, at the time and was unwell to travel. That he was sick. The so, fact that this dude survived and still didn't leak names, double mobster. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is a sick story. I can't believe I've never heard this. But the feud between the two gangs over the liquor shipments was just, like, too well known for them not to suspect Al Capone. Right. Like, you're behind the hit. And... Many actually were suspected in the investigation. Like, okay. there was, like, 30 names. I'm not going to go through them because I want to talk about, like, my actual segment. And we're not good at telling names. And we're not good at telling <laughs> names, especially 1929 Irish and Italian names. Okay, just let me handle the Irish ones. <laughs> okay, you're right. But nobody was ever prosecuted for the massacre. Wow. Not even Al Capone. That's awesome. So by now, you guys are like, uh, Morgan, did you forget that you're not true crime? No, she fell in love with the smiley face killer and had to come back and tell another. So, yes, I did forget. But, <laughs> guys, this shit is haunted. Everything about it is haunted. Lincoln Park is haunted. Al Capone was haunted. Even the bricks of the wall are said to have like a negative energy and that okay. they're haunted. So hey, you want to hear about it? Hey, manager Nick, do you care to write this down into our travel creeps and crimes oh, YouTube? I already got it in. Yeah, she's got it in, but Nick, just write it down. I did not say my sources at the beginning. So my source for that whole entire story was simply Wikipedia. You guys can go read the whole story. They have the whole entire trial and everything. Um, but my sources for the next upcoming information are hauntedhouses.com, hauntedchicago.com, and prairieghost.com. Dope. All right. I'm ready to hear this. So, after the massacre, the building became a tourist attraction. People were trying. This is this is where it gets weird. People were trying to break off the bricks and sell them, and they freaking succeeded. So, like, imagine being a brick smuggler in 1930. Like, I'm like, uh, I'm brick just smuggler. concerned for like these people that were like, no, people just got murdered here. We have to take this. We can sell it on. Well, I mean, it's not eBay back then, was it? Like Sheep Bay back then. They didn't have internet. What did you call it? Like Sheep Bay? Uh, market, be, market Bay? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Uh, I was like, the farmer's market. I was negative 60 years old. <laughs> okay, if anybody's um, 100 and... Wait, 100 years old now, right? No. 92. Oh, okay. 93. 93. 91. If you're 90, well, then that would make them zero. So they would need to be like at least... 500 when that happened 
Yeah. Anyone that's if you're 107 years old, just call us about. We don't have 107 year old listeners, but if we did, reach out to us because prove me wrong. Maybe cool. And you live in the Chicago area at the time. (laughs) And you were a member of (laughs) our listeners hate us today. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, um, 20 (laughs) years go by, and a couple from out of town converted the warehouse into an antique furniture store. I'm just going to kind of give you the basis of where where we're at now with the property. And what year was this? Sorry. Um, 1957 or something. Okay. Um, they were unaware of, oh no, 29, 39, 49, 1949, 20 1949. years later. Okay. Um, they were unaware of what had happened at that location. They weren't from Chicago. They had just moved there. They bought the warehouse. It was probably dirt cheap. Started off an antique store. And they were busy. Yeah. But they were busy because people were coming as tourists and not as customers. They're like, oh my God, we're killing it. And they're like, no one's buying anything. They just want the damn bricks. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so they kind of just like gave up the whole shebang and they ended up moving to a new location. In 1967, the building was torn down, but the wall of bricks was salvaged. And a nightclub was built around it. Hell yeah, Hell, it was. Yeah, the wall of bricks was the focal point of the men's restroom. So during the... Okay, so the nightclub didn't last long. People were like, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> um, so during the demolition, people were still trying to smuggle the bricks. But while the nightclub was open, people were still trying to smuggle the bricks. Like, they were worth $1,000 a brick. They're like, sir, please stop. You're going to break into the women's restroom. That Who's light just turned on. Shut up. Uh-uh. The light over there? Yeah. I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it here. Anyway. Y'all, the the light across the street in front of the creepy house that we always bitch about just turned on. There's no one over there. It's like taped up, too. It's like a censored light. I hate it. But, like, the whole entire front door is, like, taped up and, like, saran wrap. Yeah. It's like, I think they're doing roofing and stuff, so they're trying to protect that door roofing the whole entire thing is covered they just got done with the roof and they're they're like painting around everything oh shit oh okay yeah there's i just live here there's something going on in that house no i think the house beside it something's going on okay okay so sorry anyway we're back now everyone's just trying to get the bricks that's that's where i am with the story after the nightclub, the brick wall was then removed, and it was intact, but with a few missing here and there, and the brick wall was placed in the Mob Museum in, Mob Museum in Las Vegas. So, Nick, add that to the Creeps, Crimes, and Adventures list. Yep, that's Vegas, right. baby, we're going. Yep, we're going to be there. So, anyway, people say that the bricks have a very negative aura, and they're said to bring bad luck. Those that were smuggled out were said to be sold around a thousand a piece. I said that earlier. Um, each individual who purchased them usually gave them back within a matter matter of a few months because they were dealing with an ongoing case of like bad luck, bad omens. Nothing good was happening to them. Like their shit just got turned over. No. Because of a brick. So well, yeah, you bought a haunted brick. Right. So people are believing that these bricks had soaked in all of this negative energy from the massacre. And some report not even be able to take more than a glance at the current brick wall in the mob museum because it brings such negative feelings to the body. 
feelings of like panic and fear. Like they're just like immediate. If people who are, I guess are sensitive, like are to look at this brick wall. Right. So anyway, after the nightclub and after the bricks were extracted and taken to Vegas, a nursing home was built on the property and they (laughs) didn't, this is where the story gets crazy. And they didn't, I guess necessarily build right where the bricks were. So they planted five trees and big, the largest tree that's in the center is stands for where the bricks were. Okay. okay. And like coordinates or whatever. Um, so currently at the, Oh God, she just about knocked the wine glass off. 2100 block of North Clark street in Chicago. There is a small portion of Lincoln park and right between it, there is the nursing home and an apartment building. So, yes, the location is still haunted to this day. Those who live at the nursing home have witnessed spectral gangsters in their room, like entities of gangsters. Others (laughs) have heard machine gun sounds. A woman with dementia kept reporting seeing a mobster in her room. And she had requested, like, I I want out of here. And, like, so she moved out and into a different room Simply because she's just like, dude, like these mobsters are coming in randomly during the day and the night. So whatever, they moved her out and they moved a gentleman in there who didn't have dementia. And he was kind of on the younger side of the nursing home. And he too reported seeing the exact same thing. He said it was a man in a fedora hat and a pinstripe suit. So like these entities are strong at the nursing home. Lingham Park also has a very large paranormal presence. Um, unusual light entities are seen. I'm assuming that's probably like orbs. Yeah. Um, certain rotting smells catch noses, like as if they're like being misted, like someone sprayed like perfume or something. Male voices are heard yet when they look, nobody is to be found. They hear sounds of men screaming. People hear audio apparitions of the machine gun firing. Um, it's reported that, you know, like when sensitive, sensitive people are near the fence lawn or they just briefly pass by, they develop a sense of real fear and animals too. People that are walking their dogs, they turn that shit when they're like within the property. Oh my God. Yeah. Creepy shit. So let's talk Al Capone real quick. Okay. I'm ready. Is he haunted? Was he haunted? What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because he, like, hired the head. Of course he He hired the head. He had to have hired the head. It's not confirmed, but he he hired the head. Everybody knows that he hired the head. So, Morin, or Bugs, brother-in-law, immediately, when he died, said, Nah, fuck this guy. Right. I'm gonna haunt the shit out of him. (laughs) So, he tormented and haunted Al Capone, who was living in his Florida house, Constantly. In 1931, it had gotten so bad that Al Capone reached out to a medium and he was like, you got, you have to help me pass this entity to the other side. Like they're, they're not leaving me alone. But Bugs's brother is like, you thought I ain't leaving. Right. So it didn't work. Um, The haunting stopped when Al Capone was sent to prison, but after release, the entity showed back up and haunted Mr. Capone until he died of a stroke, followed by internal bleeding. So he had a stroke, and then I think like a day later, he had internal bleeding and he died. They were like, 
Um, well, unfortunately, sir, we do not have enough right. medical research to help you with the fact that you're being literally torn apart from the inside out because of a haunting. Because you ordered a massacre on Valentine's and Day. that means uh, bad karma for the rest of your right. whole entire life. So even even mobsters get haunted. Yeah. Karma's a bitch no matter who you are. Um, some people report, I just want to add this in here, some people report that, um, okay, well, Al's buried at Mount Carmel Cemetery and... People have reported seeing his entity appear, like very distinct, like they've seen Al Capone's ghost. And they say that he gets, or he shows up whenever he gets disrespectful visitors. Can, I just like can't imagine what it's like on the other side for this man. Like how many people he did wrong. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, like he's, he's getting probably killed. getting fucked He's up. like... He's like, I'm in the 13th layer of hell, and his, like, layer of hell is he's just constantly getting shot by machine guns. Right. Right. That's what that is. So anyway, guys, that's kind of all I have for you today. I thought it was a fun little true crime paranormal story to set the mood for Valentine's Day. I mean, really, like, you can feel the love. Really? You can feel the love. You can just feel it. (laughs) I mean, it's just, like radiating love between (laughs) mobsters in 1929 on valentine's day i do feel bad for these men because you know they were married and you know they i mean did they celebrate valentine's day in 1929 probably they're like we gotta go do this deal and then i'm gonna and they're like i gotta go get flowers and i got to get chocolates for my wife and like if you're not motivated by if men aren't motivated by anything on valentine's day is definitely the night of valentine's day that everybody's and then we have a bunch of november babies to thank for valentine's day right literally every november <laughs> baby that ever existed is because of valentine's yeah, day yeah you're so right so <laughs> anyway guys um happy valentine's day that was a dope i hope story. you enjoyed your massacre story <laughs> i loved it the thing that i hate every morning is doing my mascara i can live without foundation and lipstick thank you mask for that when I don't have anything on my lashes, I look dead. The thing that makes my morning smoother and my routine faster is having my lash extensions done. Getting them done is no burden as it is a true beauty sleep that when you wake up from your nap, you feel like a million bucks and hotter than Kim K herself. That's my girl. Lash extensions are new to Knoxville, but not new to the beauty world. Asia K Salon has been in business over eight plus years with nine plus advanced lash courses allowing them to give you the ultimate best lash experience possible. And let me tell you, their lash beds are comfortable. If you mention our names and that you heard us talk about them on our podcast when you make your next appointment, you will get 44% off. You can find them on Facebook or on Instagram at Asia K Salon and their website, asiaksalon.com. Happy lashing. All right, Tay, hit me. What do you got? So today I have the Snapchat murders. The Snapchat murders. Yes, slash Delphi murders, slash the murder of Abigail, Abby Williams, and Liberty Libby German. Oh my. Yeah, so my sources, I'm totally bringing down the mood. We've had a really fun episode until this part. This so. is what you do best. It's what I do best. So um, my sources are WRTV, Indianapolis, CBS, This Morning, Crime Junkies Podcast, Wiki, Reddit, FBI Database, WTHR13, TheHueAndCry.com, Daily Mail, 
medium.com, strangeoutdoors.com, and the Indie Star. So I'm going to get started. Okay. Um, just for people that don't feel comfortable with this, this is the murder of um, two younger kids. Um, so just so everybody knows. So I'll leave the room then. I'll yeah. see you later. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you for coming to the episode. Though. <laughs> just kidding. So 13-year-old Abby Williams and 14-year-old Libby German were best friends that lived in Delphi, Indiana. On Monday, February 13th, 2017, so it's pretty recent. So the girls' school had a built-in snow day. So they basically got the day off. So anybody that lives somewhere cold, a.k.a. you, Morgan, knows what a built-in snow day is. So can you explain it to us who don't know? Yeah, so like at the beginning of the year, your school calendar, they have these built-in snow days. Usually they're extending like a holiday break or just like random days throughout the month. That way, if your school day gets canceled because of snow, it's treated as like a makeup day. Like you may go to school that day or you may not. But there's usually like 12 or 15 built-in snow days a year, which is why our school goes longer in, into the summer than you guys do. Like I don't, gra- I didn't graduate till June 8th. What? And you were probably what? May? May not. Right. Exactly. Right. So you have so many snow days built in, but if you don't use them all, then they're like, you have that day off. Okay. So I'm assuming they didn't have, they didn't use all their snow days right. and they had the day off. Yeah. So it was like a free day. Yeah. So they got this, it was like the best thing that ever could happen. Like right. this snow day. But what made it even better is it wasn't like a cold, snowy, crappy day at all. It was an extremely warm day for this time of year. In fact, it was in the 60s that day. Oh, shit. When was this again? This was February 13th, 2017. Okay. So it was kind of warmer. So the two best friends decided that they were going to have a sleepover. Abby's parents dropped their daughter off at Libby's house on the evening of Sunday, February 12th, 2017. There's two Abbies, right? No, Abby and Libby. Okay. Yeah, they sound kind of similar. Okay, I thought you said Abby and Abigail. I don't know what. No, so it's Abigail. (laughs) It's Abigail, but she goes by Abby. And then there's Liberty, and she goes by Libby. Libby. Yeah. Okay. So the girls ordered pizza, hung out with Libby's older sister, whose name's Kelsey. They watched movies, and they just had so much fun. I miss those days. Right, because it's like, it's supposed to be a school day. You're just like so excited, and it's like kind of feels like- can she come over? Right. Can like, she spend the night? Oh, if, you, if you'll have your dad call my mom, then it'll be a lot if easier. If you text my mom or yourself, she, there's no way <laughs> she'll, she'll say no. <laughs> exactly. That trick with cousins worked all oh, the time. All the time. Anyways, so on the morning of Monday, February 13th, 2017, the girls woke up, they had breakfast, and they begged Libby's older sister, Kelsey, to drop the two BFFs off at a, like, walking trail that's very well known in the area, but it's called Monon High Bridge. So I'm going to try to explain this bridge to the best of my ability, but basically... It's kind of like an abandoned railroad bridge. So it's like this like wood and there's like gaps between the wood. It, there's this specifically like there's this one in Cleveland where I'm from. Yeah. It's actually out towards like Reliance or anybody that's from there where everybody does the like river rafting. And it's this bridge and trains still come on this bridge, but this one is like completely like desolate. Like mm-hmm. no one's going there, but it's like a almost like a touristy place it's very common for people people to go walking on this trail yeah we had some of those too but they're more of like um 
hangouts yeah in for high schoolers okay yeah so this was somewhere that was kind of it was like a hangout but at the same time like it was just fun for like y'all to go walking on on a pretty day yeah so between 1 and 1 30 p.m kelsey drops the girls off and they plan for libby's dad to come pick them up a few hours later after they finish the trail so at 207 p.m libby posted a snapchat story of a picture of Abby walking in front of her on the train tracks. And I'm going to show you this picture. I'm going to have you describe it to them, and then we're going to go from there. All right? Okay. Okay, so here is the picture I want you to describe to them. Okay, so it looks like a Snapchat story, the, the old Snapchat stories where right. they had the timers. Um, Abby is walking on a set of railroad tracks it's completely forested right there's trees all around them you can tell but it's, it's a winter. bridge but you can right. tell it's a bridge right right um she's looking down just like you know photogenic captured in the moment right very dramatic yeah very dramatic yeah and, and then, then do you see anybody else no do you? No, there's nobody else on this trail. Okay. I had to get closer. No, I don't see anyone. <laughs> and another specific thing about this picture specifically is how like much we can see of the woods because of how dead everything is right. around them. Yeah. So there's no leaves no on vegetation. trees. You can see like the little um water that's going mm-hmm. underneath it barely in the right hand, I mean left-hand corner of it. You can see this whole entire field here. Right. And you can see on the second picture that's black and white that they posted um, is the shadow of where the bridge is. So you can kind of tell like what time of day this yep. photo was taken. Yeah. All right. So now I'm going to kind of just go through the case through time at this point. All right. Okay. So those pictures, as I stated before, were taken at 2.07 p.m. and posted to Libby's story. At 3.11 p.m., Libby's dad calls her to let her know that he is getting close so the girls needed to start walking back to the head, the trailhead. However, there was no answer to her phone. He called again at 3.13 p.m. Again, no answer. By 3.30 p.m., Libby's father is walking across the bridge looking and calling for that, Abby and That Libby. exact bridge in that the picture? That exact bridge, yes. And by 4 p.m., he basically is in a full-blown panic, and so he calls Libby's grandmother, Becky, who is her primary guardian and who she lives with full-time. Okay. And he asks for her and her husband, Libby's grandfather, to come help him look for the girls. Immediately, Becky has a bad feeling about this, so she calls Abby's mother, Anna, and informs her of the entire situation and has her come help look for the girls. They begin walking the trails, looking all over, and y'all, like we said before, there's no leaves on these trees. Like yeah, you would be able dead. to see, it's, right? It's, and it's they had time. on like blue jeans and like a cut, like a maroon shirt and a green jacket. Right. Even though it's very dull and like wintry looking outside, you would have been able to spot them if they were just like you know off to the side, like within a hundred yards of the trail, you would have been able to see them. And and any trail that like I'm on and I see like two young girls, like I I really do pay attention to people, especially nowadays. Like I'm like, okay, who's around me? And I I would have been able to report it. There's no one there. Exactly. There's nobody here. So at 5.30 PM, they're like, okay, this is serious. We're alerting the police. And they actually send out like 
a notice to the community begging for people to help them find their daughters. And I shit y'all not, almost immediately a full-blown search of this area takes place. I'm talking about Amber Alerts. News channels are aware of what's going on, radio stations, all of that. They really did a great job at this. Unfortunately, at this time, Libby's phone dies. So they did they have a tracker? That was a thing. Yeah, it was, but it was like having to get into the find my friend. I mean, not find my friend, the the find my iPhone and all that drama. So, but what sucks about it is they waited until her phone died to call the police, which it would have been a bigger, it would have been an easier thing for the police to get access to this and track down her phone. Right. Um, so Libby's phone goes dead, and so they officially have no contact or trace of the girls from here on out. At midnight that night, they officially call off the search until the next morning due to how dark it was, which if you can imagine, it's this time of year. It gets dark at like 530, you know? Yeah. So like imagine what it's like there. It's probably the same exact way. 530, it's getting dark. So if they didn't call until 530, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh my God, it's already dark. So midnight, it's like pitch black. Like you can't see anything. Oh, my goodness. So at this point in time, there is no suspicion of foul play. And the family, the families were just like sure that maybe they just got lost or one of the girls had been injured and they were sticking together. Mm -hmm. So even though like they called the search off, I'm sure people continued searching throughout the night. You know, like if it was my daughter, I would have. I'm not going home and sleeping that night. Right. So the next morning, Tuesday, February 14th, 2017, Valentine's Day. They resumed the search for Libby and Abby, including canine units, dive teams, and the FBI comes in. At noon that day, a searcher screams out that they have found the girls. Oh, my God. But it was in a screech of terror. Roughly 0.5 miles away, um, east of the bridge where the Snapchat stories were posted of Abby walking on the bridge... The girls' bodies were recovered on the north bank of Deer Creek. Oh, my God. An autopsy was performed the next day, Wednesday, February 15th, 2017. However, it was never released. However, everybody was talking about how disturbing the crime scene was. But it was never released. It was never released. But the people that were there searching obviously saw it. The same day that the autopsy was taking place, the police released a photo of a man that was wanted for questioning. However, no one knew where this photo came from. So they're just like, there's this picture that goes out. They have no idea if it came from like a trail photo or another person that was on the trail at the time. So Morgan, I'm going to show you this and I just need you to describe what he looks like, where he's at, what he's doing. Oh, this motherfucker. (laughs) Here is... The photo right here. Oh, hell no. What can you see? I see an, a male, older, walking down the railroad tracks behind them. Um, What's he wearing? Blue coat, blue jeans, a hat, right? Yep. Sorry, it's hard to see. It looks, looks like, like a, he has a beard. Right, it looks like he might have a beard or like a turtleneck or like neck gaiter on. Yeah. 
And then also where he's at, which I don't know if you realized in the first picture, there's like a little, yeah, it looks like a, them. what's it called? A, um, a, notch a or plaque something. or something. Yeah. Not a plaque. A plank that, you know, like pirates. Yeah, he's right there. Yeah, he's right there, which is right behind where these photos were taken. Taken. But I do not see him in these photos that were taken at well, 207. if I was on a railroad bridge and I was a 14, however old they were, girl, 14, I would have probably sat down, chilled with my friend on the right. bridge, probably for a good while after I took that picture. Exactly. Like, look at this picture. Like, should I post it? You know what I mean? Like, right. They they were probably Swinging your there feet. sitting right. on the edge for maybe, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. And that's when he showed up. I right. Think. So by February 16th, the girl's story was making national news. I'm talking like CNN, Fox, Good Morning America, the Today Show. It's everywhere. And by February 19th, the police are beginning to call the man in the photo that they released their main suspect. And they are basically begging for anybody who might know anybody about anything about this person or anybody that had been on... The trail or in that general area Wait, that the day. The girls posted that? Yeah, the girls posted that. Okay. Not not the picture of him. Okay. Yeah. We don't know where that picture came from. What we do know is where they were in the Snapchat stories that they posted at 207 that day. Okay. But they're just basically being like, hey, if you know anybody that said that they were going to go on a hike on this area, if you passed a car at this time that was parked there, you need to let us know. And this is serious. So on Wednesday, February 22nd, 2017, the local police, Indiana State Police, and the FBI hold a mega press conference, and they drop a major bomb about this case. The photo that was released of the man was from Libby German's cell phone. Along with it, they had obtained an audio recording of the man saying, down the hill as well as additional evidence from her phone that could not be released to the public in fear that it might compromise a future trial. Like he was yelling at them, get down the hill. He says, down the hill. I'm going to play it for you. Unfortunately, guys, I can't play it for you. You guys can Google it. It was on every website that talked about this. It's on there. But you guys need to go listen to this. So the police credited Libby and basically said like you're like she is amazing with the foresight and awareness that she had yeah. to help her case get solved and bring her and her friend justice teach They're, her kids right world's we literally crazy. talked about it last yeah. episode i have chills even thinking about it how we literally said last episode you have to educate your kids on realistic ways to help themselves right. if they're ever in the case of being kidnapped. So the police are like praising Libby. Like she did an amazing job at helping her and her friend out ju- because she just felt uneasy about the situation. Right. They set in a, re- a reward for any information about the case for $41,000. And they did comment that the audio footage was also obtained from a video that Libby had on her cell phone that was taken during a criminal act. What about Abby's phone? So we don't know much about Abby's phone. I've done, I've like gone through everything and there's not been one thing said about Abby's phone. So I don't know if Abby was like not using her phone during this time, but like I haven't seen a single Snapchat story. Well, or maybe like she didn't even have a phone. Well, like there's me and there's you. I'm on my phone 24 seven. If right. we're on a walk, I'm probably documenting everything. You on the other hand would have it in your pocket. Right. So the like that's time. probably 
Right. That's probably the case. So both of the girls were obsessed with true crime. Like that night, they had been watching true crime documentaries. So specifically Libby, she wanted to grow up and work as a forensic specialist. (laughs) And I mean, that's like baby me's and you's and just walking around. So she knew that something wasn't right and she did exactly what she was supposed to do. So Libby... Wherever you are, we're so proud of you, and yeah. you did the right thing. That was girl. amazing. That I was. Wish, I wish more people knew to do that. Exactly. The, but the fact that like that you have a picture, you have an audio sound, and I'm assuming this guy isn't caught. Is he caught? This was two, what, three years? No, this is still an open case. Yeah. Right. So, um, like I was saying. Libby took a video, but they're not releasing anything. They still haven't released anything to this day. But they did know that the audio that was released, it came from a video of him doing a criminal act. So whoever this is in the video is their murderer. Right. And she oh, caught them sure. on camera. You can tell that just by the picture. That exactly. Mm. So. Sorry, I'm checking this alcohol percentage. It's because- 13%. It mine's fourteen percent. Okay. So you you can keep going. You can keep going. Um. <laughs> so in August, the police released a very vague statement, basically saying that they had DNA, but didn't say that it was DNA that would incriminate anybody. They just they said like we're assessing the DNA that was found at the crime scene. Mm-hmm. And they made a comment about how much DNA there was. But if you can think of like a commonly visited trail in like Knoxville, like the bluffs. Yeah, or the you know, Greenway, anywhere on the Greenway. Exactly. There's DNA all over that, you right. know? And so they just made a vague statement about it. I think that's more for like the fear factor of the actual criminal. Right. But, anyways. Oh. Yeah. So in April, Dude, the bluffs are scary. The bluffs are scary. If you live in Knoxville, be you don't go there by yourself. Yeah, don't go that. to the bluff. Don't go there at night. And no. girls, if you go there specifically, take a guy. I take a knife every time we go. And I take guy. a knife everywhere. And we a go. guy, maybe a take guy. a guy or take a girlfriend that also can hold up her own. Mm. Me, just just <laughs> call me. I'll go. Just call Taylor. I got my double knives. I don't like the bluffs. I've been a few times and I don't like the They're bluffs. just creepy. People there are creepy. And the view's not even that great. You get a what a view of the pl- power plant. Cool. The, the view of the power plant. The view and of the KUB. Dirty river. I'm like, oh, KUB, you take my money every month. Let me stare at you, your beauty. <laughs> anyway, let's. <laughs> Sorry, I need to drink, take a drink of my wine. So in April of 2019, this one has like, y'all, I'm not joking. This case has really messed me up all day. Yeah, this is fucked up. I've been kind of torn up about it. So in April of 2019, Indiana State Police announced that they were taking a new direction with the case, and they also released more materials that was recovered from Libby's phone. However, it it's just like another small video, and it's showing the man walking. So that first picture that I showed you of the man was a pause screenshot of him walking. of the video. So then they released 2 seconds of him walking. So I wonder why those 2 seconds were chosen specifically. Like I wonder if there was a conversation that was had after that 2 seconds. Y'all, this is all over Reddit. This is like Reddit is all over this case. Fall in the wormhole. Everybody um and if you get on there it says BG and BG stands for bridge guy. So if you're like who the hell is BG? It stands for bridge guy. So um 
The video is the man walking on the bridge, and they also release an updated sketch of the subject, um, and that the subject is between the ages of 18 and 40, and somewhere Whoa. between 5'7 and 5'9. So this is really weird. I think this has to do with the audio clip that they have. Is His they voice were, is young. They were like, his voice is younger than he looks, so they don't know if he just looks old. I mean, they y'all, they sent out this like big thing that was like, don't be deceived by his looks. Don't be deceived by the age that's told. If you think that you know this this person's voice, but you don't think he matches the sketch, please still send it in. If you think that you know the sketch, but you don't real, like match the voice, Please still send it in because they just don't have any leads in this oh, case. Oh, he looked like a 45-year-old man to me. Out, this is outrageous to me, the fact that they don't have any leads in this case. Yeah. these She literally documented everything. Who is withholding information? I know somebody is. If you're listening and you're from Indiana, what yeah. the hell are you doing? These are 13 and 14-year-old girls. Right. Right, little What's going girls. On there? These are your. These are our daughters. These are our sisters. These are our best friends. These are our students. What are? Who are you protecting? Right, your shitty ass dad that has like a pedophilic mind. Like, no, you turn his ass in. Okay. Yeah. This is outrageous to me. Anyways, Morgan, I'm gonna show you this video. She is fired. I'm. Up. I'm sweating. I'm gonna take my shirt off. I'm so oh, hot right my now. Goodness. But I'm gonna show you this video, and in this video, I want you to describe like what you're seeing. Now, one of the things that's commented about this video is, "Do not be like swayed by the way that." I mean, look at these girls. I need to show you this picture of these girls. Look oh at, my goodness. Look at these girls. Best friends. They're so cute. If you're not looking already, go to our Instagram and look at their picture. How could you withhold information about these two best friends right here? I'm sick to my. I'm sick to my. I'm livid. I could. I'm gonna go to Indiana right now tomorrow. Okay, so we'll, we'll be there tomorrow. Road trip. We'll be in. So on the door. <laughs> let me find this video for you because it just drives me freaking crazy, dude. I can't get over it. And. Anyways, what I was telling you is don't be swayed by the way that he's walking because the way that the bridge is, it's like decaying basically because yeah. it's so old. So everybody walks weird on this because you're trying not to like get your foot stuck in a right. hole right. and yeah. fall to your death, yeah. even though I wish he would have. Um, but I'm going to show you this and I want you to describe it to them. Yeah, so he's kind of walking funny, but again, you said it, the bridge is funny to walk on. Right. Um, he's definitely coming towards them. Uh, oh, sorry. And, but he's not rushing them. Right. It's you like know? he's just like walking and like... He's walking. He's got his head down a little bit. Right. I mean, it's a very hard clip to kind of pull like, apart because it's right. two seconds long. But he is mumbling. Like he is voicing something, but because it's two seconds, we're hearing partial of whatever he's saying. No. So that wasn't the... That's the audio from another video. Oh. So there's a video that hasn't been released of him doing a criminal act and, the, and Libby got it on video. Oh. But they won't release what the act but was. But he, he said something in that two-second video. I heard a male's voice. No, just no, like no. Choppy. That was just the um, audio that I was telling you about just put over that video. Oh, okay. So that was just like all the evidence in one. Sorry, that okay. wasn't unclear. That was okay. unclear at the beginning. Okay, okay. And then the recording you showed me. Did yeah. we talk about that? Already? Yeah, that's a, no, we haven't talked about it yet. Okay, you talk about it and then I'll talk. So what I did mention before is that there was an audio clip that was released, and in the audio clip, he's saying down the hill. And Morgan, what what did you feel from that? I first felt that it was it wasn't like a demanding demeanor. It was more of like a girls like 
I, I don't know. I have a puppy like down the hill. Yeah. Like that's what down I kind of like come down the hill, check it out kind of um, demeanor. Like I got a house down the hill. Right. Yeah. Like I, I did this down the hill, like come check mm. it out, like kind of luring them. Right. Not so much as a forceful get down the hill now right. kind of thing. And then there's a second audio that was released, which is the longer version of that original audio. And it's saying, guys, it's like an, an influx on the guys, like guys down the hill. More of a demanding, So it makes forceful. it, yeah, it makes it like that whole phrase right there turns a little bit darker than yeah. it was before. Yeah. So now I'm going to go through... Um, the suspects okay. for this. So there were four, and I don't even need to say suspects because they were never determined as suspects. They're all persons of interest. So POI. POI, baby. So the very first one was Daniel J. Nations, and he was arrested around this exact same time in Colorado oh. for threatening people on trails with a hatchet. And they released his photo on September 25th, 2017, and it is a literal perfect match to the original. The original that I saw? Sketch that you saw. So there's two sketches that were put out. There was one that was put out in July of 2019, and then there's one that was put out in, or I'm sorry, July of 2017, and then there's one that was put out in April of 2019. The one from April of 2019 is a lot more accurate to what we saw. Yeah, that's what I picture. An right. old, like, 45-year-old male. And the other one is more of, like, a younger 18-year-old Looking dude. boy that's, right. like... So that original one Looks came, like he'd, like, run like this. <laughs> I wish you, you know, guys could have seen that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, just, like, a little fuckhead little in gym zigzag. class. A little fuckhead in gym class weirdo. I don't know. <laughs> I'm being rude. Exactly. Anyway. But... That the original one was put out from the eyewitness statement of somebody that had been on the trail earlier that day and noticed someone that was in similar clothing. Now, what do we know about visual memory? Mm-hmm. It's just here and there. Very lucky. Right. And audio Wait, so the memory. the Colorado guy matched the gym class fucker. Right. No, okay. no, no, no. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, he, it was him. The gym I'm class. Sorry, I'm sold. <laughs> so there, I'm sold. there's a picture. I'm going to show it to you here in a second. But it is literally like scary how much they look alike. Okay. Um, but I need to go into like further detail about him. And basically, Daniel J. Nations, he was a registered sex offender from Indiana originally and had been living in Delphi? Colorado. And yeah, in Delphi. Or neighboring. It's like neighboring it. Okay. Um, but he had been living or and was arrested in Woodland Park, Colorado in September of 2017, which is when his picture was released. And also there were some ties to something that he had done in Southeast Tennessee. Oh. Weird. Right. Which at the I, bluffs, huh? I tried to at Google the <laughs> at the bluffs. Oh, he was at the, shit, at the bluffs. So I tried to like Google that and figure out like what the story was with that, and I really couldn't find a lot on it. But that was something that was mentioned in the Crime Junkies episode, which kind of just was like interesting to me. Yeah. So, anyways, he was charged with threatening strangers with a hatchet in Monumental Trail in Colorado. And also he had expired Indiana plates on his car. 
and it was yeah. what the car he was driving and what which is what made police notice him who he had already had an outstanding warrant on his name so police saw the indiana state tag so no, they pulled hey, him over i do have expired plates i think right now i have expired plates too or right expired now. inspection i don't know one of the oh two. well my plates are expired but i have the new plate in my my car with just, the right stickers just haven't, haven't put it on so like if they pull Same. me over i'm like i have it right here i just don't have the correct screwdriver for, just, it for it i need my husband to do it my husband won't do it my mm. mom's gonna kick my ass when she hears that um <laughs> <laughs> so that's the reason he got pulled over he also had like some drug i mean some like drug charges and like uh parole probation issues but anyways in early February of 2018, authorities said that Nations was no longer considered an active persons of interest in the Delphi murders. Okay, okay so then we're going to move on to Paul Eder. On July 23rd, 2019, Paul was wanted for kidnapping and the rape of a 26-year-old woman Jesus. on June 22nd in I Tip Tip Canoe County. And, sorry if I butchered that, but is it um, Indiana? It's in Indiana. Five days later, he was surrounded by police, and after a five-hour standoff, he trigger warning committed suicide. Okay. So that to me is like kind of weird. But if they say that they have DNA on the scene, then like, why is nobody being charged yet of these right. four people? You know what I mean? Unless it's not one of the four people. Right. And next we have Thomas Bruce. He was a former pastor in the area. He sounds like the guy in the first description. Yeah. And he was fatally, he was charged with fatally shooting one woman after sexually assaulting two others. And he had ordered them at gunpoint into a back room of a suburban St. Louis shop for religious supplies. He committed this in broad daylight on November 20... I'm sorry, in November 19th of 2018. And he just had, like, a similar stature of, like, the 5'7 to 5'9, you know, feet, you know. Um, And also the way that he was looking. And he also was known for wearing a flat cap and navy blue jacket around the times of the attacks. That's what I'm telling you. I think... Tom, what's his name? Thomas Bruce. Right. Thomas Bruce. Thomas Bruce just sounds like the name matching that right. picture that I think is the killer. <laughs> so Indiana in State Police did look into his possible connections in November. And on December 4th, Bruce was charged with no fewer than 17 felony counts related to the St. Louis case. And he could receive the death penalty, but he still has no connection with the Delphi cases. Mm-hmm. Lastly, we have Charles Eldridge, and mm. he was arrested on January 8th, 2019 in Union City, Indiana, on charges of child molestation and solicitation. Police in Randolph County alerted the FBI to a potential link between Eldridge and the Delphi murders um, because of his strong resemblance to the suspect's sketch. However, Ever that was before the most updated um, sketch had came out, and so he no longer matched it. Yeah, I I do feel like uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not always the case, but like right, molestation is different than murder. Right. 
So I do want to say right now, like, I'm going to show this to Morgan after the episode, but I do want you guys to go check this out if you have the time. But there's this app called the Crime Door app, and basically it's used to help solve cases. And So and if you want to be a detective, <laughs> Shut up. I'm gonna kill you. Jo- download this app here. Hashtag ad. Hashtag Please sponsor us, Crime Door app. But basically, it shows a 3D video where the girls are standing in the exact area that these, like, Snapchats were taken when they were recording the man walking up to them. So in, like, real time. So we're going to be able to see, when I show this to you, you're going to freak out about how, like, close he was to them. Oh, you have the video? I have it on here. You I can't. You sh- didn't tell me that. I know. I know. I had to wait. I had to wait. Yeah, so y'all yeah. go check this out. You can literally just Google the 3D video of the um, crime scene of the Delphi Snapchat murders. Maybe you could DM us. And DM us if you guys like it. If you download the app, let us know because maybe I'll reach out to them and be like, hi, our listeners love your app and we would love to get a promo code for you. Ooh. Anyways, if you guys or anybody you know has any information about the murders of Abigail Williams or Liberty German or the sketch slash audio that was released to the public, please, please, please call the Delphi Homicide Tip Line at 844-459-5986 or you can email Libby. I'm sorry, Abby, A-B-B-Y, and Libby, L-I-B-B-Y, tip at C-A-C-O-S-H-R-F dot com. Or you can phone your local FBI office and give them the tips that you guys have. So these can be anonymous, whatever you need. The police are basically just desperate at this point. The families are desperate at this point for something, to, someone to come forward because and someone these, knows something. These girls deserve justice. They, they really are do. little girls. Go look at them. They're so cute. It's oh, going to break your heart. I'm like sick to my stomach about me it. Me too. Why do you always do this? I, I end, that's why I'm at the end of the episode. You're at the beginning. I'm at the end for this reason right now. Mm. Anyways... How did we get to an hour and eight minutes? Oh, what? We told them this is going to be a short episode. Like, yeah, 38 minutes, 40 minutes. We told each other, like, we'll just do a quick ep tonight and then we'll move on with. It's definitely midnight also, by the way. Yeah, I'm getting sleepy. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know it was really long, but (laughs) please, Probably shitty, but I really did like your story. I mean, I didn't like it. I hated it, but... I mean, it's yeah. something that I'm okay with calling like attention to. The fact that this is still an unsolved murder of right. two little girls. And they deserve justice. They deserve justice. So and give it to them, people. Right. And I'm not going to tell y'all a stupid ass love story of like a murder right now whenever there's literally a murder that happened on this day that needs to be solved right now. Right. What are we doing? Respect, girl. Right. So anyways, love you guys. Love each other. Love the world. Cheers. Oh, that sounded awful. No, it sounded good. Um, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Happy Valentine's Day. Follow us on Instagram at Creeps and Crimes Podcast. Follow myself at morg.mwg. Follow Ugh. Taylor at Taylor J with an A. Taylor J with an A. Sorry, I was swallowing my wine at that point. Chugging it. Bottling Chugging. It. Bottoming it. And you guys can, did you do Twitter already? You guys can follow us on Twitter at Creeps underscore Crimes and also, if you have a creepy account, please, please, please send it in to creepsandcrimespodcast at gmail.com and just leave us a subject that says 
Hi, this is a creepy account. Please read it. Even your dreams, guys. Like, I want to hear oh, about your dreams. dreams. I've been having I would love to have lately. a dream episode because my dreams have just been batshit. Oh, if you guys have a crazy dream and if you've made it this far in the episode, God bless you. Doubt it. Literally appreciate you. <laughs> Anyways, happy Valentine's Day. We'll be doing part two of our Valentine's Day episodes next week. And thank you guys so much for getting us to episode 20. Now focus on your lover. Bye. Bye. Love you.